Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your Monday? Uh, it's fantastic, Dennis. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. We got a. I made I made my um, made my trip vacation plans finally. I know that's kind of like a Wednesday for you, but for me, it was a big deal. <laughs> I got. Right, I, I'm right. going to be going to San Diego next month, so I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, to do nothing, absolutely nothing, but just sit on the beach. It's one. It's one of my favorite cities. So, explore, right. check out new things. I had, I had planned it originally. Planned it, wanted to go down there during like to have a, a beer fest for like Southern California beers and stuff. And I thought that would be absolutely fantastic. Sure. But mm-hmm. the more and more I thought about it, like it's down at the fairgrounds, which is on the outskirts of town. And I thought, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get back if I if I went there. And then I don't want to be like sick on vacation, right? And, sure, and I know you sure. people will say you can you can uh, exercise moderation, but when you go to a brew fest, you're if if you taste everything, you're going to be drunk, right? You say taste as sure. little as possible, basically. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. So it's so like, yeah, no, I'll I'll just I'll just go to it, you know. Uh, a nice brewery or something here and there and try some of their stuff uh, on, you know, moderately on, on my own. So I'm going to do that in July uh, and it's going to be super fun. So I'm excited about that. Nice. But this week there's been a lot going on. So we got to kind of get our show organized quick this week. Um, <laughs> we have, let, let's start off. I want to start us off with something kind of big, but um, easy. That's uh, this week or last week, Diablo Immortal launched, which is the Diablo first. It's Blizzard's first uh, mobile first game, right? Was Hearthstone right. mobile first? I don't think. No. I don't think it was. No, it's Unreal Engine. It was on uh, uh, PC for well, PC and Mac for years. Oh, for years and when it first came out, I was like, I was like, this is a mobile game. Why is this not a mobile? And they eventually uh, did make it. Uh, Mobile. Yeah, so it it always felt mobile, um, but but yes, you're right. It was it was so this one's developed mobile first, and it's uh, so which is a big thing, um, but uh, but they've had some experience with this a little bit. I mean, with the fact that um, Diablo three was ported to the Switch, um, so that's not necessarily a m- mobile device, I guess. Um, but it has a lot of controls no, on that console. smaller screen and they have to deal with the UI stuff. So they sure had a little bit of that. So anyway, uh, it launched this week. Um, it seems to, to be pretty popular. Um, it's hard. To- Diablo, sorry, Diablo 3 was um, with the PS4 launch, I believe. Yeah. Because I remember watching that and yeah. seeing, I don't know, it was Chris Metzen or somebody. And I was like, what is this giant white guy doing on stage with all these... Uh, uh, diminutive Japanese, <laughs> you know, Sony Sony execs and and presenters. Because they, they used to not but, have it for it wasn't on consoles either. Blizzard was mainly a, right. a PC only house. Yeah, I mean, from basically from the StarCraft sixty four on the N sixty four, which was a disaster from everything I've heard, or at least a flop, mm-hmm. a commercial flop, uh, and maybe maybe had a third party. Developer, I don't really know the history of that. Up until, I think it was, I think it was Diablo three on PlayStation four. Um, 
maybe PlayStation 3, if I have those dates mixed up. It was one of the PlayStations. Anyway, and then, of course, uh, um, Overwatch was cross-platform, because yeah. the console version of Diablo 3 is not the same as the PC version. PC it, and Mac it's version. very close. Like it's it's very, very close. Like the 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 structure of the game is the same, but it has um, the extra mechanic of dodging or rolling. Yeah, but and I then mean, it that has was, that more. Was, uh, PC people really made a big deal about that, but that's it's really not that big of a deal. It's not like it's a it changes the whole game. It's kind of like now there's guns. Well, and, you know, it's just it's not that uh, right. Right. I'm not. I, I'm not trying to oversell that. I'm just saying that it's different. Like there's no. There's no cross save. There's no cross compatibility. Oh yeah, for sure. Overwatch. They, they were separate. as far as I know was the same was the same game. And this uh, Diablo Immortal, as you said, is mobile first. There is a PC client, um, and the PC client connects you to the same game. So, like, if I close my phone, I open it again. Well, I'm probably logged out. But once I log back in, I'm right where I was. And the same is true if I get on the PC um, and play, and then close it, open it on my phone. Ah, I'm right where ah, I was. Ah, but. Um... Overwatch was not that way. Overwatch was two. You buy like my PC character or account is not the same as my PlayStation account. Oh, really? No, it's, okay. it's I never really played real Overwatch, a pain in the so butt. I... Let me tell you that much. Like I, I like playing it on both platforms, but I don't want to like you know like you unlock stuff. But I like playing with my characters with the skins they've got. And yeah, of course. Know. I mean, it was early. If it was PlayStation Three. I you know I wish I could remember. I think it like it came with the like all the sharing features that were early in the PS4. So it must have been PS4. The the, the real trick um, there isn't isn't necessarily playing with the things you have. It's that if you unlock something awesome like on one platform, like say I occasionally will play on the PC, and then I unlock a yeah. cool Uber costume. I can't on it, but I usually play it on the PlayStation. I won't be able to have that. And yeah, that Mo- most of the time, I I assume those kind of restrictions are like business, oh, to- either totally business is. or or tech, right? Like they can't, you know, Sony doesn't want to let you log into Battle.net hundred percent, yeah, on their uh, platform, and of course on phones, um, um, Blizzard has had uh, apps that access Battle.net. I mean, there's a standalone Battle.net app, um, even after they did the like. Warcraft, yeah. World of Warcraft. I mean, it has it has stuff. zero to do with customer customer. Uh, what's the goodness? I don't know what the, what the phrase would be. There. Satisfaction, satisfaction. Because yeah, because whatever. For yeah. a decade, people have always wanted to work together, and there's no reason the technology isn't there or isn't easily developed there because it's it's just 100 percent money, you know, type thing, which is sure. which is terrible. But anyway, we're getting off track here. Diablo Immortal is cross and it does come out with PC come out to PC. Well, you can talk a little about, about PC in a minute, but the game overall uh to see where we're at, I am like level 30 something currently. I don't know what the high okay. high is. Uh I'm in nope, what neither. In Diablo 3 I would be in what's called chapter or act 2. Um okay. The 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 story structure while it's its own story and I really like it. Um it still feels set up like Diablo 3. I think the game itself feels like Diablo 3 plus edition. Right? Sure. Um, like th- because the next the next act you go to is a desert world. You know like that's exactly what happened in Diablo mm. 3 and they're going to be the same kind of progressions, you know. 
Um, they do a lot of referencing characters that were in three or in two because it's fit set between the two of them. Um, right. Uh, but the, the game is beautiful, handles beautifully without a controller and handles beautifully mm-hmm. with a controller. Um, it's It loads up really fast. It plays wonderful. It eats battery life like nobody's business. <laughs> like t- totally i have i can't play with it not plugged in i mean i haven't run it haven't, hasn't run my thing down yet but i have intentionally not played it long enough to do that because you know an hour-long playthrough and i'm down to 20 percent from full um let's see i haven't really seen that but i don't know if that's just because i'm not i'm not playing for as long at a stretch i the nature of what I do living in a camper and traveling means I very rarely have time where I want to play a game and I only have my phone. Yeah. Right. Like I'm either out driving or doing, seeing stuff out in the world. Yeah. Or I'm in IRL at camp. Yeah. I'm either, I'm either outside with a fire or whatever, or I'm inside at my computer. Right. So I'm like, why would I play a game on my phone yeah. when my computer is right here? Yeah, I I have um, I had to intention in, play Diablo Immortal intentionally. Like you sure. know, I I bring my my controller, I plug it into the wall, and I'm sitting going to sit in a spot that I'm comfortable with cuz I'm going to play it cuz it's like I'm going to play it like a game, which I don't play games on my phone like that. Mobile. Yeah, yeah. I I play games on my phone where I can just set it down, walk away, go talk, do, do something else, you know, then come back and maybe. Play yeah. A couple I mean boards. that, that was part of what intrigued me about this game when it was announced. Right. Mm-hmm. We talked about this before when everybody freaked out and I was like, actually, that sounds like a good idea. Like I want, I want a game on my phone that I want to play. That's not, that doesn't feel like a crappy mobile uh, funnel, a money funnel mm-hmm. or, is like a clone. Like I don't want to play a game that's like Diablo. I want to play real Diablo. Yeah. Um, just like just like you don't want to play a Mario clone. Yeah. Right. You want to play real Mario. Yeah. Um, and, and this is it. This that, this is one hundred percent that. Yeah. And it and it just happens now that you know when all this was announced, like I had more opportunities like that. I'd be watching uh, TV shows or whatever with my family, and I'm like, I don't really want to give this this show my full attention yeah. it would be nice if i could play a game or something and i definitely did stuff like that with my laptop and and switch but of course you know you have your phone with you all the time which is the big for me i i played it a little bit on the pc i know you mentioned mm-hmm. that earlier um because i wanted to kind of see what that experience was like like i said i have a computer here with me all the time and i was like what is this like my experience with the uh gamepad like an xbox windows gamepad that i used for um what i used for final fantasy 14 mm, yeah a little right. bit um and at least one or two other games i played with with the gamepad um it doesn't work very well i don't know if it's my internet uh the gamepad itself or just the windows client the windows client is still in beta supposedly so it's a little bit it doesn't feel as clean mm. as the as the ios version does on my phone yeah. um it does perfectly sync between the two i think i mentioned that earlier um and the decision for me is sort of like how am i going to play this am i going to play this a lot and can i justify 
buying either the backbone that you have or the uh, razor. Mm-hmm. Uh, kim, kim, it's not kimchi, but it's something like kimchi. Yeah. Um, razor has a has a phone controller that I know. You know, razor has their issues, but yeah. I know will be better than like buying some off brand something for thirty bucks. Well, to to be to um, be fair on that. I play it both. I found that I'm, it's only been out less than a week and I'm playing it both ways. Like I still play it, like sit down and run a rift. Like I almost log out now, right near a rift, just in case I want to log in and run something for five minutes. I can log on and I don't have to hook up my controller and I play it just fine with, with the, like, with just like on screen controls. And it is Mm -hmm. totally very easy to control. Um, and then, yeah, and yeah. then when I, I mean, want to sit down for something big, so then I'll confirm. I'll do the, the control. Okay. Yeah. The, as you said, the, the on on screen controls are really good. I still, for whatever reason would rather, I think hold a controller in my sure, hand, sure, but yeah. for all the reasons that I listed earlier about why I, um, I mean, I've had those controller peripherals for, my phone, not yeah. this phone, but a couple of phones ago, which is why I can't still use them because yeah. they were specific to those phones. They don't fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always sort of a toss up to me because the big advantage, just like the cameras, we were talking about this off the air. The big advantage to me to playing games on your phone is that I always have my phone. Yes. Right. I'm not going to always have a big controller attachment. Correct. Uh, or or now a, a plug in, you know, your or or, or cord or a wall, yeah, yeah, somewhere to plug in. Um, and so I'm like, I'm like, I've a couple times gone on Amazon and like just about to order it, and I'm like, am I going to use this enough to justify dropping a hundred bucks on it? Yeah. Probably not. Right. Like if I'm if we all end up playing Diablo Mortal a lot for hours and hours, and I don't like, well, and that was the that was the PC thing. I'm like, if I can play it just as well on the PC, then I don't need a controller attachment for my phone. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 when I bought my backbone, it was, Oh, how do I say it nicely? A, a splurge. It wasn't a splurge. Cause I'd been thinking about it like you're, you're doing now for quite some time. And it was one of those, mm-hmm. I can do it. And, um, I'll make a commitment to put it in my bag. Cause I've got a, like a satchel that I carry around. When I go out places mm. and I said, right. and I can keep it in my car and and I'll do it for that. And then, so I kind sure. of just said, okay, to do it. So it was, a, and I wanted to, it was one of those, I want to buy th- something mode. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't need to buy anything, yeah. but I'll buy this. So yeah. I did it. So I told the, the point of that is I totally get where you're coming from there. It's like, do I want this thing? I don't need to. And, um, the other thing I thought about it was, um, that there's a lot of games out there that, um, I just don't play at all because as soon as I play them, I'm like, oh, this is made for a controller or for the Apple TV, right? And right. and I just I just completely skip over them and don't even give them a second look. So I thought, well, if I have this thing, I won't do that. And I actually had built in in the last couple of years time in my schedule to sit at a place like I'll do Tuesday mornings at a coffee shop for an hour before work, mm. you know, and and, sure. and I'll where I can sit and do that. Um, and I wanted to to um, spend time with Shelly. She likes to watch uh, movies upstairs, um, in bed so I can sit up there and, and she can watch her crime shows. And so that was one of those things, but, uh, yeah, the long way of short saying, I totally get what you're saying. And it, it's, 
I, I don't know if I recommend controllers or not. I, I do because they work perfectly. Like at least my backbone, and mm. I've, I play with Trotsky's ones, works really well. It does exactly what you want it to do. But how do you play games, right? How do you use your phone? Right. What do you use your phone for? Right. I've never owned the a other... Switch. So, I, I mean, Sydney owns it. Yeah, I was I was just about to say that's the other part of my hesitation is I do own a Switch. And I have things like I have still not finished Hades. Yeah. And yeah. a couple other games where I'm like, if I'm going to do that, if I'm going to play a small handheld thing, like I could play the Switch. And if I want to play something else, like I don't know if there's space in between playing at my desk on the on the PC or being out somewhere and like waiting in line and like, oh, I could get on and do a quest on my phone and I have my phone in my pocket. I don't have the big controller thing with me. Yeah. Um, and so I just don't know if there's enough of a use case for it to justify the expense yeah. not that they're drastically expensive but you know yeah and, and it's, it is this one is hard for me to, to comment on it too much because by default out of the gate i'm playing it with the controller like i i started with the controller with diablo so i'm you know it's like i don't have to i never have that feeling of oh i want to play this on a controller because i just pull out my controller and play it um yeah I, so I don't know if, if I had just had the on-screen ones, if I'd keep playing it. Okay, so the game itself, um, pros and cons, like I said, it's really it's really pretty. It's beautiful. It uh, The reason it drains battery mm-hmm. is because it's, it, it's so beautiful. Um, and to their credit, they like Blizzard does, you can change everything, right? You can really narrow it down to to um, stuff so you don't have the, your battery done. Uh, a con, which is a silly con but they have this huge like some games have i always roll my eyes at a huge like character creator at the beginning and it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter like it's so small i don't understand you can change bridge like the bridge of your nose and stuff like that i'm like why does any of this terribly matter this is horrible i spent way too much like i get i get some of it like i'm glad that they have more like skin tones and and things like that but really the characters are very small right yeah it's a mobile game there's no way you're going to see the differences like they've got a a lip piercing (laughs) right like it's so dumb and just like a lot of mmos unless you change this and even more so because um diablo is so gear focused Mm -hmm. like you wear a closed-faced helmet yeah like you yeah you could you could turn that off but even if you do that, the character's face is still it's so small. So, so that's silly. Um, uh, you finally get into the game. It's got a huge download, and and they've done that w- everything that they can to try and put that to alleviate that by breaking up into multiple pieces. Um, right. Uh, so cr- credit to them, Blizzard. I, I all I can say all this whole time you'll hear me say is that Blizzard has really thought about this a lot. <laughs> I mean, they really they really have, and sure. and to appreciate. I really do appreciate all of the thoughts that they've put into it being in a mobile device and how how much time and patience I can tell that they've put into not like to every bit of the engine like that that when I push a button down I don't have to be exactly on it or next to it and it knows the direction and it snaps like I play necromancer so when I do like a corpse explosion you can control and a like when you hold down the button and you move your thumb yeah, around it you, you can aim it, aim it. But really, you don't need to. When you mm-hmm. push it down, your character just default goes to the kind of way you want it to go. Um, right. So it's fairly simple and light with that. 
Um, the story is excellent. It definitely feels like a AAA title. I'm playing. I was really shocked that I feel like I was just playing a, a new Diablo game, which made me really happy. Um, and mm-hmm. the voice acting is wonderful. Again, it's just beautiful. Story's great. Um, and uh, there's plenty of stuff to do for sure. You definitely get that Diablo feeling of murdering tons of stuff. Uh, the two down mm-hmm. sides I would say is one I don't like at all that it's in MMO style that there is eight thousand people around all the time. And yeah, it's kind of annoying. I know that it's instance, but there is never a time when I'm anywhere on the map where there's not four people running around the same spot as me killing it. Like the whole things spawn quickly, so you don't have a problem like that. But it's just Mm-mm, it's just no. you know, and it's easy. So I don't really I can spam one button. I don't need any of my powers. Just the one primary attack um, hmm. it, to, to kill anything almost. Uh, even sure. bosses. They're, they're just not hard. Now, I did go across up against one boss that I saw. I found just decided to not go on the rail story and go exploring places. Um, and there was one boss that had way too many hit points for me. And I felt, oh, this is probably like a group boss uh, where you can go yep. and fight with group, which made me happy. Yep. Um, yep. The second thing that I would say downside, and this is kind of a big one. They have... Okay, how do I say this without being insulting to an entire country? <laughs> they have the, the Korean phone game problem. Um, that's okay. That's I, I apologize already for for saying that, but it's it's kind of a known thing. A lot of Korean made games have, especially mobile games, have a ton of currencies and different ways to get things and hidden pluses and hidden okay. stuff. And there is so 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 many. I mean at least 50 and i'm not exaggerating different ways that you can go into hidden menus to find rewards for different stuff and it's i, d- crazy. I didn't know i didn't know where you were going i thought you were going to say the thing about servers cuz that's a oh, no, 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 that's, no, that's different no. i don't know if we talked about that last week but yeah. that's the servers are split up like world of warcraft servers yeah but that's for money patently ridiculous that's that's in, for money though cuz they they, like, they have a service I, to to move your character. I guess they're going to charge for transfers, yeah. but that's really, yeah. really that's dumb. Uh, but um, because of all these currencies, it's, it's so that you can buy You're absolutely stuff. right. Yeah, you're absolutely right about the currency thing. I often, maybe not often, but I several times have, I think I've been on, I've spent less time on the game than a lot of our friends have. And I'll see the little red dot. Like, I don't know if oh we talked about this the on the podcast, red dot, yeah. but... I I am very easily distracted and and obsessed with with red dot notifications on things yeah. like all the apps. Diablo on my phone. has a hundred of them. I'm like, if you like, if your phone has like unread emails or texts in the hundreds, I'm like, I can't even look at it. It gives me anxiety. Hmm. Uh, and so this game, like, I'm used to mobile games. Like, I've tried plenty of them the the mobas and and all that stuff so i know that sometimes there are some that don't go away right they're like here's a special deal for the Mm, five dollar bundle in our store and it's just a red dot that's always there and i'm like okay that's fine but in this game i'm like okay there's a thing i ended up on my i'd see i don't even know because it's it's small and i'm just like let me tap these until the glowing thing goes goes away away. yeah you don't even know what they are very i don't either a very mobile thing. I don't know that I would have called that a Korean mobile thing, but definitely mobile in general, this like free to play microtransaction kind of genre of game. There are a lot of city builders, uh, not city builders, but like a game with a city builder, like 
home screen, right? Where you're like, oh, we need to upgrade the blacksmith so you can send your troops into battle. Yeah. Kind of stuff. And I had one of those that was on my like season journey, whatever that season pass thing. And I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to collect to get that red dot to go away. And it ended up being like my level one thing that I couldn't see because it scrolls uh, horizontally. Mm hmm. Um, which on the phone, you know, you just swipe, but I had to look at on the PC and like scroll, shift scroll to get it to, um, to get it up here so I could, I could clear it out. But yeah. And then again, there are all the currencies and it, I mean, it hasn't bothered me because it's just how I think of mobile games. Like most of the ones that I've played, I'm like this currency, this currency, this currency. Okay. I'm just going to get a couple hours into this game to figure out when like, when you when you have unlocked like some or most of the features the game features because this does that mm. too like you don't you can't access certain vendors until you get to a certain point in the story yeah um which i get it's a way to sort of ease that the learning curve for new players yeah. so i understand so, that. some of it feels but, weird when they put it in there too like now you can unlock well, you to be part of a, a group i'm like why can't i just have that ability earlier i mean it didn't play with the yeah. story. It just I hit level fifteen and now I can. You know, it's like right, yeah. right. The the, the um, game has not just currencies; it has a ton of like mechanics too. And I think that's actually yeah. what's going to put people off on the, being such on such a small screen that that you have your your gems, individual gems have levels and pieces to mm -hmm. make multiple gems and then legendary gems and different kinds of rares and levels within those the gems and then sockets. And then you level up the items too. And you have to get the parts. There's like different kinds of parts. If you want to get those pieces to get the levels of the items and the levels of the gems. And that's just gear. Right. And then we don't. Yeah. That all, that all to me is, is super mobile game stuff. Oh like if God. I play a, uh, you know, I play a star Wars game. And it's like, these are your guys that can fight. And also, each of them has their own hat, their own gloves, their own uniform, and their weapon. And their weapon also has ammo, and it has a kyber crystal, and it yeah. has this and this. And all those things you can upgrade if you get these collection of things, and you slot them in these four slots, and you do then you can, and you get all these. So, I understand why they do it. Like, I understand the, the sort of dopamine triggers that they're trying to do so like you do a mission and you get a bunch of stuff yeah you don't know what any of it is i don't is, know what any like, of it that's the worst part i don't know what it here's, is here's some gold here's some xp and here are five different materials in stacks from three to ten yeah and then and then you use those to do things and so you're constantly collecting and going and you're like oh i want to do this but i need 200 more of these circuit boards yeah. and I get those from running missions. I mean, that's how Diablo three is when you get to the end game. They're like, yeah. you know, you can do this and this, but you need this one crafting material. And I'm like, what is this crafting material? Where do I, where do I get this? So it's maybe, oh, it's maybe not in, you know, entirely accurate to call it a mobile game thing. It's just very prevalent in mobile. It's, it's 100% kind of, like, like Diablo three, just exactly what you're describing. Like they, they, clearly it's the same team or people who've played a lot or worked a lot with Diablo three because they have mm -hmm. taken that because Diablo three is now end game, right? It, no one plays the story anymore with Diablo three. They're not buying it right, fresh. Right. Um, so there people are just playing seasons. Um, so that part of the game is the game. 
now. And that's what yeah. I feel that Dia- this Diablo Immortal started there. Like it's starting giving you all that stuff at the beginning. And I know the way I'm playing it is like, I don't even care because the game is so face rolly right now, or I can just like not even look at the screen yeah. and win that none of those materials or items or scores or anything matters. I, I'm assuming yeah. at some point I'm going to have to go online because I can't get further and figure it out. Right. But that's not even anywhere close right now. Um, so anyway, I, I hate to move forward, but we're, we are, we got a lot to go through here today. No, yeah. We'll so we got, we got, uh, but I, I get, I still give it a, uh, right now with a level 30 in act two, level 30 something. Um, I think that's where I'm at is uh fun. It definitely worth it. It's a free download. We didn't even mention that it's a free to play game. Um, I have paid about $10 sure. to it right now. $5. I paid for the monthly like battle pass thing. And mm. occasionally they'll, they have a nice little thing that they do where, Hey, you finished an act. You, would you like to spend a dollar 99 for, uh, for this one time deal of completing an act bonus bundle? And Mm-hmm. the way what I've done, it's $1.99. What I've done is that like, I really enjoyed playing that. That whole first thing was really fun. Here's a dollar 99 for, for, for you. I don't need, honestly I have no idea what they, what it gave me. I just, <laughs> it was, it was me like leaving a tip, right? Sure. I, I, leave, I leave a $2 tip. That's plenty. That's normal at, at a restaurant or something like that. I definitely paid these developers a dollar 99 for making that first, first act for me. Um, so I don't, I don't mind paying that at all. Uh, I've long said that I'd pay, you know, full price for this game anyway. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. you, you can, you can try it and not have to buy any, pay anything. Uh, okay. Moving forward. Uh, let's talk about one of our shows. Um, man, I really wish somehow I can have you like in a trance give you a hit take you to a hit gnosis therapist, whatever they're called. So you can start liking league of legends just because I started watching more arcane and Oh my God, that show is so (laughs) good. It is just so good. And every time I watch it, I'm like, I want to, I want to say, I want to text you or message. I'm like, Hey, this is so, I like this character or that's so cool. But I know you've got this thing against it. It, and the artwork is just so on the animation is so beautiful. Um, in several scenes and I'm like this that whole shot was that scene was just so masterfully done um and and you can't partake in that but it's so good and and I'm almost finished with it um I've I've heard good things about it I you know I mean like we've said I don't know if we've said this on the air and of course when I mention it to my brother he you know gets gets visibly angry <laughs> but he's also sure. like sure. At last time i that's, checked that's he was still playing league of legends and i'm like that's a that, but does, have, wait, does he like it or not like it i mean he likes the show and as far as i know he still likes the game okay because he's still playing it yeah um i just you know even without any of those you know hang-ups i just have so much to watch yes I mean, that's fair I, yes. I, don't, I don't i don't know if we'll we'll get to this because we're you know, we talked too long about Diablo already, but, um, you know, we've got uh, Strange New Worlds mm-hmm. is finally here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new season of The Orville just started. Yeah. There's this Obi-Wan Kenobi show, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, For and All Mankind next week. For All Mankind is starting up again. There's uh, new Stranger Things, which is also fine. Yeah. Um, 
I, I get and you. I get you. That's get just you. that's just the stuff that's happened in the last month. Yeah. Like to say nothing of you know stuff that I still haven't gotten. To. Well, okay, because uh, Shelley's been gone for the weekend. Anime or... Yeah, I I spent my time dead, and and I'm not in school, so I have time to dedicate to watch things and. So sure. that, and I'm going, I've got a, we, our little sheet list, a Google Excel sheet that I follow through. And, and that was, that was one of them on there. And I'm, and I know that I was like three episodes of nine into it. I'm now I'm six episodes in. Um, and that, that's just one of those ones that I think is really worth it. Like there's a couple of things that I've watched, like, yeah, I'm glad I watched that. But uh, like I watched, we'll talk about this real quick. Watch resident resident alien, t- the second season. Um, I would ho- highly recommend Arcane Resident Alien 2. If you watch the first season, okay. The second season, maybe. <laughs> but right, okay. the difference between those two is like, you know, how you rank one much better than, than another one that I've seen. Like I would ra- rather sure, watch Arcane than Stranger Things season uh, four. Which, let's go ahead and talk about that real quick. Uh, that started, it's a bingeable show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix. So it's a Netflix thing. Although Netflix has sometimes done some... Uh, staggered releases um yeah but not this one yeah we, we've had a little bit of chat about this one it's you've not finished it right i've only seen the first episode okay yeah i watched four i think of them and it's fine i you know what it's it's filling the hole it's filling for me it's filling the have something playing on the side while i'm doing something else hole <laughs> right you know what i mean how, how the, the yeah, those are okay yeah. Uh, because mm-hmm. I don't really care for the characters. They're just not interesting anymore. Um, yeah. I've called this, uh, I, I, I had said this on, in, uh, with our friends chat before, is that it's no longer uh, a show set in the 80s um, with sci-fi horror elements. Now it is an 80s sci-fi horror movie, um, mm-hmm. which is a totally different thing. Uh, and when I figured that out, it made it a lot easier because in the first episode, I was about done. I was like, yep, I don't want anything. This is exactly why I stopped watching Stranger Things and I don't watch anymore. Um, but then it clicked and I realized they're doing Nightmare on Elm Street. And I said, oh yeah, this is just like Nightmare on Elm Street. They had so many dumb things in Nightmare on Elm Street that just, you watch mm-hmm. it now and just make, they don't, why would that character do that? And I was talking to Sydney about it and she says, you mean, do they ever have scenes where people are running and they just fall down for no reason? I'm like, yeah, this this show totally does those things mm. right <laughs> uh, because it's a it's a movie it's an 80s horror movie um it's a horror yeah so anyway i don't have to pay attention to it because really none of that parts really matter when the the horror scary parts come on the screen uh then you can turn your attention which is you know small parts of it um right and but i i like that so far how are you feeling about it so far with your one episode um i so, uh, long-time listeners of the podcast will know I'm not a fan of long run times mm-hmm. on yeah, things. It's got longer, didn't it? I, th- I think some, you know, once in a while they're earned. Yeah. Like, you know, Game of Thrones always felt like it just packed so much story into that hour. Yeah. Um, uh, Sherlock, I have complicated feelings about now, but at the time, I was like, this is great hang on, let me pause it while I get another, wait, what, there's over an hour left? <laughs> I didn't realize it was that long um, when I first started watching it, yeah. It's an hour and a half episodes, right. um, you know, British series thing. But yeah, these these episodes are all like, maybe not all of them, but several of them appear to be like 90 minutes long. And I'm like, yeah. that's not, no, that's not how you do that. Like, 
uh, the episodes of Columbo are long like that, but it's serial, like, or or episodic. I mean, they're each episode is its own whole mystery story and so you sit and you've watched a, sh- a short movie um this is like i'm supposed to sit through all of this runtime and also keep all of these various characters and storyline straight i am watching it slightly sped up but still i'm like oh this is, this is too long yeah um, yeah yeah I'm, I'm, I that being said that. my I, i've been saying since we've been talking about this um my my affection or interest in these characters has really waned since the the main four characters have become teenagers. Yeah. Uh, from the first episode, that doesn't bother me as much as I expected it to. Uh, maybe because um, um, Finn Wolfhard's mic is not as prominent. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Uh, and so I'm more just don't worry, frustrated. Dennis. He, he gets more parts in the later episodes. I'm sh- I'm sure that he does. <laughs> I'm I'm more just frustrated on their behalf for all of the horrible high school everything to do with high school with <laughs> bullying and yeah. and I don't know what it is. You know, it's a combination of culture and language barrier that makes that stuff far, far more tolerable for me in anime. Yeah than in in western um uh media but yeah i don't know i'm only first episode in my expect sorry that's what i meant to say mm-hmm. when i started talking about the the characters and being in high school my expectations for this season are very low yeah and so i'm like okay well that's fine like i kind of like this new uh dm character he seems kind of uh funny a little bit the maybe the new new steve harrington sort of character yeah. even though we still have steve harrington i i, I kind of like him too i think uh i mean when he's got a good per- he's got a personality a very unique that actor is giving this character a good personality which a lot of them mm-hmm. don't have right right um and two i think i've that's the one of the best things about these nostalgia things is i think i knew a kid like that that was like one <laughs> one of the outcasts but was still very like cool i guess right like sure you know what i mean like he definitely wasn't cool mm-hmm. none of the cool kids liked him but he was cool to you right right and that, that's how yeah. this kid, so that i i agree I, I, he, so far i i do like the the rest of the kids I, I i don't have too much of a an interest in and yeah right and then they're the hopper and i i like hopper a lot um, but they're really slow burning that whole thing, like a whole, really slow burning it. Um, if we get if we get like Hopper back in um, Hawking, it's Hawking, right? If we get him back Hawkins? by the end of the season, I would be surprised. Um, uh, really? Yeah, like I, I'm four in, and he's not close yet. Um, it's but it's they're not doing another season. Yeah, they're doing another least. season. It's this is one season. 14 episodes split into two. Oh, not. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew you'd get that sound. I knew that sound would come out of you. (laughs) Not the, not the Harry Potter Twilight. Yes. Two part finale thing. Yes. Thing. Yeah. See also the Hobbit and, um, uh, uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah. So you're lucky. You said you have seven. You told us. You told us four seasons and you're cheating and doing four 
five seasons. Yes, that's exactly right. So they they have this one season that is split into two. I don't know when they're going to release the other seven, but yes, there's there's another one after this. Uh, but they're all they're all shot, so it's not they have to go back and, and do them. Um, mm. So anyway, yeah, it's fine. It's I, I will say this: it's got a huge following, and people like it. So I don't want to bag on it and say like, oh, you, the thing you like is bad. I, I don't want to say that at all because it's fine. It really is. It's just, it's fine. You know, um, I don't know what else to say I'm about gl- it. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that there are people who are enjoying it. Yes. Even though those people have poor taste. <laughs> have poor taste, right. No. Uh, I think I, when, when we talked to our buddy Trotsky about it, I think they just, I think they just like it for what it is. Right. Like they, sure. It, I, I think sometimes if you go into something and have we, you and I do this a lot when you have such low expectations for a thing and you just have fun with it and don't care. Like you don't ask questions like, why did that guy even come along? It makes no sense. Right. When you ask those mm-hmm. questions, then you're thinking too hard on some movies um, or shows sure. or whatever. And this, and I think this is one of those. And, and the, the reason it does is because season one, kind of let you do that. Like season one was, you know, had a lot of thinky things and a lot of what's happening and that person, you know, mm-hmm. type stuff. And it kind of had serious tones to it. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll watch the rest of that. See how it goes. Um, I, I want to spend two minutes on this one. I finally watched Megadune. You watched it like a year ago oh, or something. Didn't yeah. You? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, but I told you I'm trying to catch up, man. I'm getting there. Uh, I binge watched that one also while on the side, while like when I was at work, I had it on the other monitor while I was doing work. Sure. Um, yeah. There are a lot of songs, a lot of songs, kind of tune out. but, but, yeah. but the, the songs were kind of the funny part of it. Like not that they were yeah. funny songs, but like that they kept making fun of the songs, which made it right. better. Uh, yeah. And it was a neat little concept, you know, that's, I, I like those, you know, it's new. Um, it was fun. I liked all the cast and the characters. It was, I liked the, but it didn't have any real catchy tunes. There's no tune now that thing that I, I came away whistling. Um, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. There's, I don't know if there's not enough, like there's too many different songs. They don't get repeated. Yeah. I remember not loving the, the conclusion. Like it, it got, I remember it feeling a little preachy. Um, sure. Some things did. I, yeah. I can't remember really why it, it, it was. It I was, think it just was. It was just a. It was kind of jarring because the so much of the show up until that point had been so like sort of light and goofy and silly to then get this kind of heavy moralizing ending felt a little yeah they a little disjointed. They did it like in one episode. I, I actually the, the show ended a lot quicker, fewer episodes than I thought there was going to be. Mm, um, which, which is fine. Actually, it was the right amount of episodes. I don't want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was the right amount of episodes. And when it ended, I was like, this is a good time for it. Oh, good. It's over. That's, I didn't want them to drag this out for any longer. Didn't go on longer than. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. That last episode kind of did all those things. It did all the stuff. Right. And I was like, Oh, they're doing a lot here. And then it's the end. Like, okay. Yeah. It's the over. Uh, cause they really let, um, um, Kristen Chenoweth's character come out, which was the, the, uh, busybody lady, town lady. Um, right. And she was the one that was like trying to make some moral point that the show wanted to tell you. Um, right. But yeah, it, I liked it. I did enjoy it. And, and the, yeah, honestly, the best cute. part about it was that it was short. I, honestly, mm-hmm. it really was. I think 
that's okay, right? <laughs> that you can have a yeah. four, five, six episode, thirty minute show or whatever it is, and do your thing. So, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Uh, Strange New mm-hmm. Worlds, well, the Spock episode. How do you feel about this one? Uh, well, I think I said this last week, but I watched episode four. Uh, on my phone yeah. and a lot of our friends really enjoyed it and i enjoyed it too um i think five might be my favorite yet uh, it's, it's a spock um, heavy one you're a spock guy it's it's spock i mean um without getting into spoilers uh the you know the the standard star trek model has an ensemble cast with a lot of stories uh usually there's at least an a and a b story mm. um Less so in the original series, but especially into the 90s and especially with Next Generation, you'd have some, you know, big crazy thing going on on the bridge. And then, you know, Data's trying to go on dates with a hologram and (laughs) maybe also... While the alien invasion is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe also, you know, Riker is trying to practice his trombone or something. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But um, this... This Strange New Worlds episode, I think, had it had at least three and maybe four stories going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a, a short episode. story. There's the Spock story. There's also a story going on with um, with Lon and Una, mm-hmm. and and also the sort of like the one that got the least amount of time was what was going on with Nurse Chapel and. Um, uh, the the helmsman. All right, his yeah. name. I'm not and and, um, and the main like the main story, I guess you'd say, the one with the uh, ambassador and Christopher Pike doing his thing. Yeah, the diplomacy. That's what I said at the beginning yeah, of the yeah. list. That's what I mean. They're like maybe four stories going on, mm-hmm. and some of them cross over and overlap. I mean, except for the Laan Una story, I think that was like all on its own. With very, except yeah. at the very very end, right? Um, and it was all good. I mean, yeah. the the acting we got from Ethan Peck and the actress playing T'Pring, whose name I'm not going to remember, yeah. was just perfect. Yeah. Like, all of the, like, the subtle emotion and the little, like, you know, there were moments that were funny in a way that Star Trek can be funny outside of Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like... Original series would be funny, but they would have these big dramatic musical cues, you know, a little like, yeah, almost womp womp trumpet stuff to, you know, because it's the 60s yeah, to make right. sure you know that st- stuff, funny stuff is happening. Right. But the way that, that Next Generation would do where there's a joke and there's like a little bit of smirking, like right. nobody's and, busting and pause, out and pause for the laughter. In laughter. Yeah. Right. Pause for the laughter. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't want to spoil the story, but it's, I mean, I, it's, it's the best one yet. There were no, like, like I'm enjoying it so much. There are definitely things, there are issues, tiny ones, tiny ones right? Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm like, oh, this isn't quite right. Or I wish they wouldn't do this so much, uh, but they're so minor. And then, you know, Anson Mount comes on the, on the screen and has a little interaction with Ethan Peck. And I'm like, I don't remember what I was annoyed by before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, Anson Mount pretty much so good. fixes everything. Anytime he's on the screen, he just he, he really he really kind of does. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could he, he's, I could go on for a while about that yeah. character, but I don't want to. We, we've been 
I I, I like I, I like this episode because uh, of the reasons why one of the many reasons we like Strange New Worlds is that it was a shore leave episode, which other things of every '90s episode mm-hmm. had, um, uh, series had. I mean, season and, and season, uh, yeah. where you know where they're where they're not doing anything like world saving or anything, uh, mm-hmm. and it that was delightful. That was really delightful that we get to like, spend some time with. Uh, oh man, he's still one of my favorite characters. I can't think of his name. The Doctor. Um, he starts with a an M. Mbenga. Mbenga. Yeah, love that. Love the actor. Love the character. And he wears a, like the fly fishing hat, which had no fly fishing things on it. But um, oh, that was that was one of my tiny nitpicks. I was right. like, he's not fly fishing. Had, That's a normal fishing rod. A, Those are normal fishing lures. He did. He but had I'm a, like a bass lure. He was putting on the thing. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, he's doing a. He's doing a hobby from 400 years ago. Sure. He's probably making some mistakes, like a like a Ren Fair, <laughs> sure, uh, right? Kind of thing, right? It's fine, but but that I, I was gonna say is that I even like that that kind of stuff was just just fun. Uh, that's mm. the, that's kind of my feeling about this whole episode. It was just fun. It was just fun. I, I just had fun doing it. You get this whole kind of serious thing with the Vulcans going on, and they switch right. it to Freaky Friday, and mm-hmm. you're like. Oh, that's but but not too overboard with it, right? It was just just right. enough and really great. And then they they solve it, and it was really great. Um, I still can't get enough of Nurse Chapel. She's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, all, I mean, there's nothing more to say except to, these characters are really really w- written very well. The episodes are just written with joy and fun. Uh, the animators, which I think the animators, the CGI people had have done wonderful job with the new, all the new Trek stuff since the Abram mm-hmm. stuff there. It's, you know, they do such a really good job of these Treks um, in this modern day age. And sometimes it gets overlooked because of, you know, bad writing or bad acting or whatever it might be. Um, and, right. and, and it's nice to see it all come together in this one. I was thinking specifically of like when they show the solar sail and, uh, Una and Lon are sitting out there and they see that and it's really pretty. Um, mm-hmm. And also when they're, they're sitting in the, like the, they're doing a diplomacy scene at, at a table in the background is the Starbase, And yeah, it's just, it, it's some things like that, that I just really love looking at. That's the sci-fi in me that I just really, really love like doing cool, normal mm-hmm. things in an amazing environment. Right. Um, sure, sure. And, and, for this one, even particularly, you've got an old ship, like quote unquote air quote old ship, like a 1960s sure. looking ship in this fancy star dock. And I'm like, Test. and you see the, the spinning nacelles and thing like happening. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is so cool. And it just made me feel happy uh, with mm-hmm. all that coolness at the same time. And then, and then, like I said, you said you have um, Anson Mount walk on with his like, sly smirk smile type thing and you're like yeah this is happy captain i I like this thanks for you know encouraging my happiness which you know he did that when he was on discovery that season he was the thing that made discovery feel good and happy and come together um you know when michael burnham would say something and he would take her side and he would just root for her and i'm like this is a captain that everyone wants to love um that you, you would follow and that's Anson Mount. So yeah, d- dig this mm-hmm. one. Awesome. Uh, how how far are you in on Kenobi? I've seen the first two. Okay, I had two. I, the, the third one, I guess big things are supposed to happen, but I'm thoroughly trying to avoid spoilers for it. Um, so 
Go ahead and ring the bell on this one because we'll spoil a little bit. I don't want to not. Okay. We're going to talk about the Disney Plus series Obi-Wan Kenobi. So if you're still listening, we're going to spoil that series. So jump ahead. So what do you think of Little Leia? Uh, you know, at the very first, she annoyed me. <laughs> sure. But uh, mostly she's great. Yeah. Uh, child actors are notoriously difficult to find and, yep. for, you know, for a lot of very good reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really good. I like... Um, I like her little droid like, that they're going to sell for a million dollars to all the kids. Of course, some freaking merch. Um, <laughs> I think e- Ewan McGregor is almost, maybe not perfectly, but he's excellently right in the middle of, um, you know, prequels and and Alec Guinness. Yeah, like, I, I, I agree. Feel his, yeah. At, yeah. at first, in the first episode, I was like, man, what happened to this guy? Like, he's... He's such a little, he's such a coward. But he doesn't and feel like, like a, I'm going to say a, a D word that Luke felt like in the movies. Like, of course, of course. He, he right. He, um, he feels like what Luke should have been kind of maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. But anyway, yes, go ahead. It, yeah. Who knows in a, in a different, uh, yeah. he, in a different era. Disillusioned but he, and like you said, yeah. cowardly ish. Yeah, and you get a little bit of the there's there's some of this in Mandalorian too, where you're like you're exploring a little more of the, um, not necessarily politics, but like just the life day to day because uh, you know original Star Wars: A New Hope is this really small story. It's this mm-hmm. it's this kind of like almost World War Two parallel kind of like here are the bad guys and they're fascist and they're building a super weapon and we have to stop them like it's all pretty straightforward yeah yeah and then but then you get a little bit of contrast between like okay well you've got stormtroopers and they're you know they're still proto-nazis right they're mm-hmm, still mm-hmm. like but there are people people on the ground who are like you know it's they've they've brought a little bit of order right like this was all chaos and there were criminals everywhere and now like yeah they're not great but um you know it's better than nothing it's better than what we had before and and contrast their behavior with the way uh dindjarn interacts with um i don't know what you call them new republic kind of you know the x-wing x-wing guys flying around and you're like yeah that's we've seen that in history that uh people who make good rebels revolutionaries don't necessarily make great uh you know new order bringers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in in you know after that right right you get you get soviet union kind of stuff yeah anyway that's deep in the politics there yeah anyway i meant to say uh, I believe Alec Guinness, I believe Ewan McGregor very well in this in-between where, like, he kind of still, like, he still has some of that desire and that drive, but he's buried it down and he's been, you know, just chilling out, living a normal life for 10 years. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he can still fight with a saber, but not really. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I love that. I mean, I, you're right. I, I am a big fan of how Hugh McGregor's performance has been in this. Um, and, and it's probably the thing that makes it the best. It, it really does. I mean, just the through line of it's really good. And, and little Leia sure. is great. I, the line he says to her is like, how old are you? Was perfect mm-hmm. because she's, they have her acting like kind of above her age. Right. Um, she's also very small. She was, she filmed this when she was nine which is appropriate. She's supposed to be okay. 10. So, but she looks very right. small. Shelly and I kept thinking like, she looks like six or seven, uh, but she's just a smaller kid. Um, right. Which is fine. And um, the, the two things that I really like about this doesn't necessarily have to do with the, the content of the show. Um, I have really enjoyed two aspects. One, um, Hayden Christensen, who's going to be back in the series some at some point as Darth Vader. And hmm. um, Ewan McGregor were always big Star Wars fans, like sure, like b- before that, right? And there, when you see any like me, one of the big super Star Wars nerd, you watch all the behind the scenes stuff and all the Blu Ray disc things, and you can't help but see the joy in their faces at doing everything. And when Ewan McGregor picks gets to pick his lightsaber for the first time, he's just like. He he talks about he's telling the cast the like the weaponsmith whoever guy brings it to him he's like mm-hmm. I've been dreaming about this since the day they told me you know that this is the moment and he was just like you could see anxious and nervous stuff like he just loves it and the same thing with Hayden Christensen and they just didn't have a good script and a good director and a lot of that stuff right you know it just really wasn't for yeah. for that yeah. um, so. And they got a lot of backlash because of it. And it's unfortunate. You know, the guy that played Jar Jar had a hell of a time. The guy that played Jake, Jake Lloyd, the guy that played young Anakin, same thing. Fandoms were mm-hmm. toxic to them. So seeing them come back and like get a second shot um, and have the fans just send them all sorts of love and have huge support that they've been getting the whole time makes me feel really good, right? Like these are these are people mm-hmm. that when they talk now, they're like, so happy to be able to do it again, even though they had such terrible things, they still love star Wars and love the fact that they get to be part of this, even though it's not a a happy thing, they still for themselves get to watch that. So, and that leads to the second part is I really, really do love the fan response to this, to this show that's, that's been happening primarily because the people who were six, seven years old, when episode one came out, my daughter being one of them are now 25 years old. And mm. this was, those movies were made for those kids, for those six, seven, eight year olds. I mean, they're really goofy. They're really goofy kid movies. And then, right. and also you throw in stupid politics and stupid, right? Um, but, yeah. but that, I'm not here to talk about those episodes. What I'm trying to say is that the kids, you know, just saw those Star Wars movies and liked Princess Amidala's outfits and liked the silly Jar Jar Binks and thought that, Anakin and Obi-Wan were cool. And then they were, they were raised later on on the clone wars as they get a little older. Um, so they, those people actually like the prequels. There's a whole generation of people that aren't old people like me who hated it. Cause it's not the originals and they love them. So now they get to watch their, their characters again, just older and modern, right? It's kind of like me sure. seeing Luke and Leia and Han again. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and, and they're all just, and a lot of the fans are just having such a wonderful time and you can see it on the TikToks and social media where they're just like, they'll show scenes like, Oh, I loved it when the clone trooper was there begging and he was the vet. And I loved seeing this character from the movies. And I was like, 
wow, people wouldn't come out and say that they liked that about Attack of the Clones, but now they do because they were always sure. kind of embarrassed to say it before. Um, so it's nice. That that That's really nice. I, I'm getting to this point where I just like people getting their happy shows because I've had throughout my life, I had had the opportunity to have so many good, happy shows. Um, sure. Be released. So it's, it's nice. And, and I do, I do enjoy this show. Um, I like it better than Boba Fett so far. Let's put it that way. Uh, not, yeah, not the Boba Fett was terrible. Just, I like it better so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, stories. I did not expect Leia to be a, a major character at all. Um, so that's, mm, that's yeah, neat. No. At some point she's going to say, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. And you know, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's the thing. Um, Cool. All right. So that one's happening. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll both. I, I'm waiting to watch it with Shelly because that's our show we're watching together. So we'll watch that next gotcha. one. Gotcha. Uh, how much time we got left here? We got a little bit of time. Um, well, before we About do For All Mankind, um, we'll do a recap before the next season next week. Uh, let's okay. talk about our show, Ronan. How's that? Okay. All right, this week or last week, depending on which of us you mean, we watched uh, Ronin from 1998, uh, starring Robert De Niro, Sean Bean, Stellan Skarsgård, mm-hmm. Jonathan Price, Natasha McAllen, McAllen, I'm not saying that right, um, who's maybe the fr- a couple who's, other people. Who's the French guy that who, he played in The Professional? I always forget his name. Uh, uh, Jean Reno. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, from Leon. Leon. Right? Leon. We watched on our, on our poster. I had to look him up because he looks to me like the guy who played Davos on Game of Thrones. Uh, sure, I can see that. Yeah. He's he's a little, I think he's a little bit older here than in Leon. Hmm. And of course, this movie is almost 25 years old. Yeah. Um, and I, I like him generally as an actor. Yeah, 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 he's good. So I have um, I've seen this, and I've only seen ahead. it once before. Hadn't seen it since then. Probably right around the time it came mm-hmm. out. And you had never seen this one, right? Nope, nope. Okay, so we'll go with you first. What'd you think? Um, I really didn't know what to expect on this one. Um, it does give you that sort of title card explanation of uh, what Ronin are, mm-hmm. which... I already knew, but I appreciated that because this was made in a time when that was probably not well known. And I assume mm-hmm. it's still probably not common knowledge if you don't watch. And even then, you still didn't have your phone at your hand to look it up. To, to look stuff up, yeah. right? Um, it was interesting to me that it sort of it just throws you in. Like a lot of movies, mm-hmm. a lot of stories start... Uh, in media res or in medias res, I've heard it pronounced recently. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've been saying that wrong my whole life. Um, but this really, like, aside from that title card, it throws you right in. They're like, here are these characters, and they're being hired by this woman, and nobody knows why or what they're doing, but they're varying levels of, of professional about it. Mm-hmm. And and you don't really know. And as the movie goes, I'm like, is this... Okay, so they're going to kind of... It's not... A short movie. It's uh, let's yeah, see. Yeah, it has a lot of scenes in it. As I was going through, uh, two hours too. So yeah. not not you know excessively long, but and in that two hours, it 
Would you agree and say that it, it doesn't have a long story, long, complex story? No. Yeah. No, there's there's a sort of... There's a little bit of story. Um, I think I probably got distracted a couple times with this because it's it's a lot of action. Yeah, there's, like, there's yeah. some story. There's some there's some character development. There's some waiting early on, and then it's like, okay, we're gonna do a car chase, and it's gonna last ten full minutes. Yeah, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Well, I don't know. It's some, I'm some like pretty long. I'm like, okay, car chase, car chase, car chase, like. You know, it's yeah. not like a newer movie. Like if it were a Marvel movie, I would be completely bored because I know nobody's going to die. But, <laughs> um, you know, this had enough, you know, it's a standalone movie. It's in this sort of um, crime thriller genre. And, of course, Sean Bean was was famous, is, I mean, still living, is, <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, but has has a reputation for... Uh, very often being killed in in his <laughs> roles and so i'm like well he could die at any moment at any time um and yeah and so then as the movie is going on i'm like what is this what is the theme what is the story here mm-hmm. and why why did they use this title like why did they use this title why did they explain what ronan are at the beginning and and then I thought about it more, and I'm like, okay, well, you had Sean Bean, and he did this, and you've got Robert De Niro, and you've got um, this French guy, and you've got, um, I think there was, was the, the driver, was the driver. There's um, Skarsgård. I think is playing. Is he playing a Russian, or maybe no? He, he I don't know what he is. He might be German. Uh, but he is independent, I guess. But he's not a Russian. Well, yeah. I mean, they're he all... sells to the Russians. He sells to the Russians. Okay. So several of the main characters are... This is not spelled out, right? You have to piece mm-hmm. this together as the movie goes. Um, several of the characters are supposed to be like modern-day Ronin, right? Yeah. They're They're spies or agents who's you know it's not that their lord has died their uh uh lord isn't the right word for that but you know what i mean yeah um because that's how samurai are right they're they're sort of like knights right they serve a lord and are are sworn oath bound and if the lord dies they um maybe try to avenge him but they are not samurai anymore they're samurai without a master yeah or ronin and and these guys um, are kind of like ex-spies right yeah that's the sort of right? that's yeah that's the sort of reskinning or or reapplying of that concept like um you're supposed to believe eventually that robert de niro's character was um cia and is either you know disgraced disavowed burn notice whatever term you want to use for that but he's on his own now mm-hmm. without the support of his of his lord right you know, of, of yeah. the u.s government right um and you, and you think that that's what all these people are like they don't they don't right that, that's something about this show is that they don't it's it's kind of important in the story structure that they're never explicit on almost everything they and, yeah i was 
I was surprised as it got toward the end because the further the movie got, I was like, okay, so this is going to be a thing and we're maybe going to, you know, find out in the last couple frames or whatever that this and this. They do eventually start explaining that. There are some conversations um, that uh, um, John Renault's character has with another older guy. Um, and you know, more of those details start to fill in. Um, it does have the very classic, uh, um, movie trope or mechanic of the MacGuffin. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, it's centered around a MacGuffin. Nobody ever knows what's, what's in the case. Yeah. Right. Um, well, can can we, can we go into spoilers at this point? Uh, we can't, I've probably talked about it enough that you could get a general sense, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we're, we're going to, we're going to talk in some more specifics about the movie. So if you don't want to get spoiled on Ronin from 1998, skip ahead, which a lot of people may not have seen. Uh, the spoiler part was, I wanted to say was now that we're in spoilers is that they, I really, really, really love that. They never tell you what's in the MacGuffin. Like it's just Mm. a MacGuffin. It's there for that reason. And that's it. And they're just very overt about that, right? Yeah. And at the very end, doesn't he say, what was in it? And he's like, I forget. Oh, that's rule number two, right? Right. Or that's yeah. the second thing they tell you. Yeah. The yeah. The, the thing I liked here, um, I, and I really liked about even watching this second time, was it is a spy movie that feels very grounded. Like I've seen, and I just recently watched Ghost Protocol again, the Mission Impossible movies, and <laughs> right, you watch all the Mission Impossible movies, and they're just so over the top. And Ethan Hunt can jump out of windows and climb with gadgets that are, you know, make faces of other people and technology in your ears, all all that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a lot of spy movies. All the Bond movies are like that too. They're so fantastic sometimes. Right. And this was like when they were doing chase scenes, they were just like really doing chase scenes, right? And they were running through crowds and it felt like people reacted. Although at the end it started to get a little bit, they lost that a lot because they were running and they'd shoot and the crowd wouldn't freak out. And I was like, mm-hmm. why isn't the crowd screaming and pointing at that guy right there? But you know, he can easily, right. but anyway, um, the car chases were, those are, there's two car chases in there with them. And I still say those are two of the finest car chases in any movie anywhere. And I will put that up against them. Um, they're, they're just, masterfully done. They're beautiful. They're amazing. They're done with real cars and real car sounds. Um, mm-hmm. so the, and by like expert drivers have seen like kind of the making of those scenes where they're, they're done with just, just a beautiful, and I'm not a car scene chase guy, but those are amazing. Um, and I love when the, the unassuming like driver wheelman is just kind of part of the team. And then when he gets in the car, he's like amazing. I was like, oh, he's a superhero. This is this is what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, also things like um, they almost have pe- the main car- main antagonist die in a car in, in the car wreck. So I'm like, oh, cool. You know, it's like they fall over. They don't just like, hey, I'm out. I'm good. They get mm-hmm. hurt. Uh, the main character gets shot, and they have to deal with that. Right. You know, it, it just it's all times. very th- their fights mm-hmm. felt very non karate. You know. Right, uh, and again, I just watched Ghost Protocol. So when you see Tom Cruise and uh, and team fight, they're just like doing ninja moves constantly with the enemies. And the en- enemies are also highly trained. And <laughs> this was not like that at all, right? 
Um, yeah. So, so I really, I really, really appreciated that. And De Niro's acting is superb. The cast is all great. Um, mm-hmm. And and it just, it wasn't anything big. I think that was something I really, really appreciated about it. I can't really exp- like recommend it to people to say, oh, the story's great, or this is that, because it's, I don't know how to place it, who to recommend it to, um, because it's cool. The story is is oddly kind of small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and the Ronin part of it, sure, I you explained it best, why they would call it that. Uh, they also, spoiler, um, it's a uh, misdirection. It's a red herring because you think the whole time the Ronin is uh, De Niro's character, and he is not Ronin. He even says at the end, I never got out. Right? He's still right. CIA. So that, that was intentionally tricking you there. Um, mm-hmm. But... Even that's not a heavy. It's not like plays heavily in the story, right? Mm-hmm. No. So, I, yeah, I clo- closing on this one. I, I don't know who to recommend this to. I think anyone who likes spy thriller, crime thriller. Well, I don't know a crime thriller because if you say crime thriller, then people want to figure things out. I don't think this has a figure out mechanic to sure. it. Sure. Yeah, they're doing they're doing some kind of not necessarily heist but like close to heist related stuff but there's heist, not like that. that's a good thing yeah there's there's really not that like can you figure out how they're going to solve it how they're going to overcome the the obstacle or the 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 second act twist and they fail a lot too there's, right like they fail yeah. a lot in this one and they just have mm-hmm. to continue on how do I how do I, that's what makes me think about it being grounded and real it's like it doesn't work. They still have to keep going and figure out new ways to try to, how do we get, move forward? How do we get the MacGuffin or whatever, you know, next? Right. So, so who would you recommend this to? I, I don't, it's good. I like it. It's definitely a thumbs up, but I just, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think if you are a fan of the genre, the, you know, I, I, I say crime thriller. Cause that's like the largest yeah. uh, possible umbrella. Cause there are elements of heist. There are elements of, um, just basic kind of chase and escape cat and mouse, I guess you'd say kind of stuff like in the Bourne movies, but not as, um, you know, without the same level of like inhuman, uh, uh, or superhuman, um, capability. Yeah. Kind of, kind of grounded. Right. Um, and so if you're, if you are a fan of that, of that genre and have not seen this, I think this is a, you know, maybe not a classic, but one of those that seems a little bit foundational. Like there probably some things it was inspired by and some things that it inspired. Mm-hmm. I like, I like that word um, foundational. That's, that's a good word for this. It's, it's a solid entry into this genre, right? And yeah. It's yeah. something that I really admired too, was because none of these characters are superhuman or have a team of, you know, government agents like all the Avengers waiting outside or, you know, the high tech Tony Stark eyeball beams or anything. They don't have any of that. They do so mm-hmm. many little things to kind of protect themselves. I, I liked how yeah. in the very beginning, Robert De Niro puts his gun in a certain spot, comes in, says certain things so that he's not seen and then goes to the bathroom. You see him unlock a door. So he tries to weigh out, opens the door. Like those little things he does to try to set up the safety of the area was very cool. And that it feels like, yeah. oh, that's 
I could see a real spy person doing that, right? Uh, yeah, there's there's a little bit of that stuff in some of the classic James Bond films, but then of course it in the next scene he's his car turns into a plane or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that that's 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 what I guess if I had to say like a recommendation, it would be uh, you really said it best with the foundational stuff. I, I guess uh, if you like the spy genre, but most of the spy genre is superheroes these days, meaning Mission Impossible, James Bond. Uh, they're mm-hmm. you know they're they're unbelievable and fantastical. Um, yeah, th- this this is more for, for you. Um, cool. So what do you got next week? Your pick. Your pick. I said your. Um. Okay, what did I? What did I've already forgotten? Already forgotten. Ago. A, a field of dreams. Oh yeah, baseball. It's summertime. Good pick. Kevin Costner classic. This is from 1989. Wow. Oh yeah. Uh, a decade earlier. Um, this one's available on Prime Video, Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, I've seen this. Several times, especially when I was younger. I can't think of the last time that I watched it. It's probably been 10 years ago or more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember it, it being good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I may have seen it twice decades ago. So it's... it's yeah. I, I had told you that I wa- off air that I had seen it about 30 minutes, about a couple months ago. Um, but stopped myself because I, I didn't actually want to watch all of it. Um not for not because it's bad, but because I, it's one of those movies you want to sit down and actually because it's got a it's got a story and uh, mm-hmm. kind of a it's the whole you take the whole thing in at least that I remember kind of what it was right back then. Uh, so good good call on this one that's this is good and it's you know summer baseball time so that's excellent time mm-hmm. uh, talking about how old it was and and like some of those actors and things I went with uh, several of our buddies to go watch Maverick again this weekend uh, mm. Top Gun Maverick and yep. They they're they're getting along in the tooth. He's like late fifties, right? Tom Cruise is, and and um, mm-hmm. a Jennifer Connelly and such. That so, um, and and there's a lot of young people in there too that are the the young fighter pilots are in that that show, of course. Yeah. Uh, but the audience is made up of all sorts of people, right? Um, so it, it's it's interesting to me to see someone in their late fifties be still be a real solid leading person, um, and not look terribly. You know, he doesn't, and at least in my mind, I'm, I'm 47 years old, look terribly old. Um, but then again, I watched, as I just said, watched his mission, earlier Mission Impossibles and he looks like a baby comparison. Uh, so right. he, he, he is, they're a lot older than, than I think. So this one will be like looking at Kevin Costner as he's a young man back in the day. Yeah. 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 Goodness. Dances with wolves era. For, for sure. Uh, okay, let's see our list that we got here. We got how much time we got here? Just oh, you know what? We got ten minutes. Ten let's minutes. let's let's wrap up um, today with. It's been a while for you, but uh, the final, the second season of For All Mankind. Um, okay, sh- shall we? Uh, I- I'll lead you through this one because I know it's been so long since you've seen it. Um, let's start off by saying we're going to go into spoilers and talk about this show because we're going to do a quick. Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about the the culmination of season two without doing that. So here we go. We're going to talk about season two of For All Mankind. The boy, what is that on? Is that Apple Plus? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, 
that show. So if you don't want to get spoiled, uh, go back and watch it. You should anyway. Uh, so it's been obvious to anyone who knows me, uh, that I, with this show, I struggled with, um, the Karen storyline. Um, Mm -hmm. I am just, it, it, any show that has infidelity in it just for some reason triggers me. Um, nothing personally, never really had a lot of that in my life, but I, I still just triggers me. Infidelity feels like a, like a cardinal sin. And, and she, and I never liked her very much. And I really like Ed a whole lot. Um, sure. Even though neither of them are perfect, obviously. And that's the point of the thing or whatever. It just bugged me so much that I had to stop watching it. Um, mm-hmm. And I could not bring myself to watch it while you and everyone else was watching it at the same time. I think Fox also had stopped at that, that part where we came back into it. Um, once I got, I let myself get over that um, and he was self invested otherwise. Yeah. Fox was more bothered by um, the storyline around their son. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's uh, tough Shane. Thing. Shane. Um, and I, so wait, that, I think you know, that, happens, I, that happens in season one. It's, it's season one. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I think, I think that kept him off it for a while. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I speak for him, but, the, um, yeah. so for me, as you said, I finished season two a while ago. Yeah. Um, I did the thing I'm often guilty of doing where I was only sort of half watching. Mm, um, yeah. there's a show with a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, kind of like Mad Men. It's set in a in a in a, oh, a set in a setting that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the setting is part of the. It's like the whole thing, yeah. right? It's like here's this alternate history, right? Yeah. Where what if this thing happened? What would change? And so much didn't change that we're like, you know. What what stays the same is people and their yeah. issues and their drama. And it's a story about characters. So, you know, some of the characters are not going to resonate with people, are not going to work with people. I yeah. almost never liked the Karen character. She's very yeah, I agree um, in general too. Yeah. A sort of a sort of stereotype wet blanket wife kind of character who's a little, you know, as the as the trope goes, is a little bit of a Karen. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. And so by the time it got to the end of season two, I was like, oh, is she gonna, is she gonna sleep with that kid? And I'd even forgotten that the kid was one of Shane's best friends, which makes it even more problematic. Shane's best friend. Yeah. When I watch, I'm, like, I'm watching that, I'm watching the first season back with Shelly and I see him run by Karen as a kid and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, drives me nuts. Funny. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I Karen, Karen being a wet blanket and she. And so, yeah, both both that and the sort of dramatic uh, story that happens with um, the uh, the other couple. What's their names? The Stevenses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was not giving it my full attention, I didn't I wasn't able to experience the full weight of emotion of those sequences, both positive and negative. Right. Mm. The, the Steven's story is kind of a sad, tragic, heartwarming kind of thing, while the stuff with um, Ed and Karen is is more anger-inducing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I took a while to get moving too. In, in second season, it did. It took a while. It did. Yeah. And so, so for me, it was all about like, what is Ed going to do in this rage state? Just like 
the Shane stuff in season one. It's like yeah. he's trapped here. He's dealing with this with this emotion. And what's he going to do? Like he's now in a drastic, serious life or death situation. Um, and, and emotions are running high. And, in and, him. and he's emotionally compromised. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's I will say that. The thing about season two is the same thing that I really love about For All Mankind is that they scare you to death about what they could do. And then they give you a good, not always like what you might expect is a feel good ending, but they give you an ending that feels good or feels right, I guess. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. we're spoilers here. So the Stevenson's die at the end. And that made me really sad. I actually teared up in real life on the air. I am admitting I had some tears coming down my (laughs) my eyes because sure. while I wasn't that sure. invested in it and I really started to really dislike um what, what's her name the the wife um Tracy Tracy I really didn't like her I, that was intentional they made her so she's unlikable right mm-hmm. um and, and then when she comes back up top and she has a whole episode almost dedicated to how how she's being brought back down to earth not literally because she's on the moon but how how she's no longer just famous and do whatever she wants and live in the star life because she's up up there doing work. Um, and then yeah. you have um, her husband. Uh, why am I driving his name? Um, Gordo. Gordo. You have Gordo. And he was a sad sack that I didn't really get into for a long time. But then he turns mm-hmm. it around. And the episode when he goes and tells Sam, her husband, like, I'm going to go get her back. And he was just so polite about it. I loved from then on, I was all in with him and I just was there for it. Um, and he, and he was, he just, that actor just always had these little looks like he always felt like he is the wingman, right? He's like, felt like he was the consummate wingman, uh, to Ed and he would just like smile at Tracy and, or anyone and be such a straight shooter with him. I thought, man, that I really, I really admire that in Gordo. Um, and then when they died at the end was just heartbreaking for me. Yeah. So that's not necessarily a quote unquote good ending, but it was a good ending, right? For them. They you see them, he Trace, tells her, yeah. I love you, Trace, and she says, I love you, Gordo. And they go outside and save the world. Right? And come right. back and they're dead in each other's arms. And you're like, Oh man, that's heartbreaking, but fantastic. It's tragic. Yeah. Um and then um Ed the same way, you know, you expect him to in a rock and a hard place. And as you said, emotionally compromised. And then they give us an ending where he, he does the, he shoots the thing down. Right. And, and takes the, mm-hmm. the heat, which he, they do that in, in season one too. When uh, another reason why I like the character of Ed, he, you know, they, the Senator brings him in and wants him to point fingers at, um, at NASA. And he just takes it on himself. Right. He blames himself mm-hmm. for it. And like right. that kind of honor duty bound thing is just really resonates with me, with me. And I love Ed about it. Um, so yeah, I, I really, really loved all about all of that second season, even though I had rough parts, but that's a testament to how good this, this show is that writing feel yeah. that way. And it wasn't necessarily because of Karen, I could care less. It was because of Ed that it bothered me so much. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. And, and then I liked, there was a scene where, um, why I don't know why I can remember anybody's names, but it's because it's been so while. the 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 girl who came from Mexico in season one, and now she's working for NASA. Um, uh, Alita. Yeah, Alita. She is she's a fine character, but not really terribly interesting. I didn't think, but she did have a really good scene when she talks about 
how she was kind of abused as she came over being an uh, illegal immigrant mm-hmm. and with, with the other NASA guy. And he was just, she acted it really well. It was well written. And then right. the guy that was opposite of her, the way he reacted with this just face acting of sadness kind of, and then just mm. hands her a beer and tells her to like, he asked her something about Jeopardy was perfect, <laughs> right? It was just, it was just perfect. And they just sat there and watched Jeopardy together, right? And drank beers. Right. Yeah. And I thought, this, this is good writing. This is good writing, good directing, good acting. And they just put it here and it doesn't, it's kind of like felt with a feather touch. Every scene is just done with a nice, even feather touch. Mm. Uh, and I don't have to worry about if someone dies, it's going to be a Game of Thrones death or a Walking Dead death. For no reason, just because, you know, you know, we're going to kill somebody off. Right. Um, if someone dies, there's going to be a reason they're telling the story of why someone dies. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm digging it. I still things to go. I'm, I'm, I, I like that they're the way they're, they're bringing light to the, um, homosexuality, um, storyline throughout there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's obviously a big part of these characters, stories throughout the entire season but they're they're just spending their time on it the way it kind of needs to be right they're not right. straight up, i expected it like early on in the season she'd come out as gay and then they would you know there'd be the whole thing accept it and the world would change it's just it's giving it the weight it needs to and moving it forward in a good kind of way for the audience yeah. and for the, the characters um yeah. so and, and that's not resolved yet that's going to move forward i'm sure um right. so we have season three next week which i'm i can't remember i always watch these as a they're all out is this a, a, a weekly release of this show weekly I release do, i don't know it is apple tv plus so i assume it's going to be a weekly release okay I'm, i've never caught up to this one so yeah same yeah. uh that'll be exciting well yeah so as you <laughs> said leading out of this we have what, what did you say you said kenobi for all mankind, um, strange, strange new, new worlds. worlds. What else? We got uh, the Orville just started. The Orville, which I wasn't a fan of the first episode, by the way. Not that it's a bad series or anything indicative of the series. Just I wasn't a fan of. It's a. Uh, it went kind of yeah. heavy, real heavy it's, in the first one. It's it's very heavy. Um, it's. I don't know why uh, they would jump out of the gate with that storyline. It was very. This is this is a little bit of a spoiler, but. If I leave it vague, it's probably fine. the The first episode, season three of Orville, deals with suicide, yeah. and it's that's a heavy that's a, that's a topic, right? That's a heavy topic for a season opener, yeah. Seth. For, for uh, a show that just that gonna, has a lot of saying. comedy usually brought to it, but yeah, yeah. That there, I don't um, know if there was any comedy in this one. Not even Gordo or, or Gordon said a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a little bit of. Yeah, maybe a tiny bit of of Gordon stuff. I don't know if this other character is new, Charlie. I think um, she's new. Yeah, because they they mentioned she's only been on the on the ship a little bit. Is she yeah, is she replacing I, any person? Did they lose a cast member? I, I think, think they did. she. So she seems to be doing Lamar's job while Lamar is moving down into engineering. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he was like another um, pilot person, but he's becoming. Like chief engineer guy, he's super he, smart yeah. Guy. He was navigator while while Gordon is the pilot and or our uh, helmsman, and right. and now they've got her up there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I I will say one funny line. They did say where's where, 
um, Kelly comes up and tells Gordo she ne- he needs to take uh, somebody out for a beer. He's like, is that an order? And she she said, yes, it's an order. He says, I love my job, sir. That was that was. <laughs> that, I knew th- I knew there was something that reminded me of Pike, uh, <laughs> Strange New Worlds, because he does that in the pilot. And like after they badger him into getting back on the ship, like he does something, gives some order, and he he looks over at number one, and he's like, I love this job. <laughs> I love this job, right? Yeah, and, and he did so, that too. So, uh, holy yeah. cow! Episode one of the Orville. Like, did they? I know they're on Hulu now, and they have less episodes so they with more time but that also means that their like cgi budget must be like can pushed into one too because they had so much outside there was so much and 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 there were moments where i was like oh this is a little i mean maybe it's because i just watched strange new worlds but i'm like this they're they don't have the budget uh, that they're Strange New Worlds, the, yeah. the, the, they're not getting the budget that Paramount is giving. Yeah. Strange New Worlds, but uh, but it yeah, still so feels much like more. There's a trick, but a step there's up. a yeah a different like the the theme music changed slightly. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting. I'm it, excited it's, to see. It's it's not enough to really talk about the show until because we we love the Orville, but um, that 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 one episode was kind of a rough one to start with, guys. Right. Right. Um, uh, so anyway, um, we got the, we we have all those shows to watch, and which is great. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I did finish, and I think I talked about this before. Although we're running long here, so I'll try and be brief. Um, I finished another Apple TV show called um, uh, Severance. Hmm, yeah, I've heard a lot about. Um, that. It's a kind of dark workplace drama. Doesn't that end um, on a cliffhanger? I heard that it yeah it ends on, it a, ends on a cliffhanger, which oh, I didn't English. realize. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is exciting. I'll just start the next one, and then I did the same thing again, and then it was over. And I was like, oh, what? No, it's unresolved. No. <laughs> it's it's cliffhanger. Yeah. So the the premise is interesting. Um, I don't know if I've explained this before, but it's basically uh, they found technology to sort of artificially create. Uh, what we maybe would call uh dissociative identity disorder mm-hmm. or or uh personality DID or DPD yeah uh in such a way that um like if you watched Moon Knight uh which this this isn't really a spoiler for Moon Knight you get this from the very first episode mm-hmm. um your normal personality and your work personality are completely separate and you have no knowledge of either side mm-hmm. and so when you go in the building, in the office, down the elevator, you become a different person. And when you go back out, you're back to being normal. Yeah. And there's a lot of like emotional trauma and tension that deals with that. And then the people, when they're at the work, are like a lot of the worst stereotypes of office culture. Um, yeah. And then, of course, there's you know, big mystery stuff. Like what is the company really up to? What is going? And of course the people inside in the office have so little knowledge. Like they have some elements of their personality, but they have no memory, right? It's like they were just born. Mm. Um, and it's really interesting, but I, I wonder again, it ends on a cliffhanger. So I, that, that caveat emptor, I, I watched up the second season of upload. And the first season mm. ended on a cliffhanger, and the second season ends on a cliffhanger. And all I could think of was like, "Man, you guys have a lot of cojones to think that you can bully a network into like giving you another season because you end on a cliffhanger." Because that's not always the case, and that's the yeah, that's, it, that's the worst it kind of depends. show. To watch. Like, 
Like I know in the case of Upload, um, that's a Greg Daniels show, mm-hmm. right? Like he created The Office, The American Office, and Parks and Rec, and well, I mean with the help of of uh, Mike Schur. But yeah. um, you know, he has a track record for successful television. Sure, probably not as difficult. And I also don't know what kind of policy Apple TV is doing um, with their with their television production. I know a lot of the shows that one's making, Amazon, I believe. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's 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 Amazon Prime. A- A- Severance uh, is Apple, though. Severance is Apple, and then I, I of course was thinking of um, like Dickinson is really good. I finished season three of that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Ted Lasso, obviously, oh, yeah, Ted masterpiece. Right. I, I just I just don't. I, one, I'm not a fan of cliffhangers in, in general, and sure. and I mean they're fine, sure. But if you have like you're you know you're gonna have the next season, and you know it's a thing, but. So too many, too many shows and movie or, or series have ended and not had resolution. And it's the worst. Yeah. If you're a fan yeah. of and it, there's, it's the worst. It, it, it gets canceled or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And there's, and there's so much to watch. Like people are not going to remember. I made this joke in our discord earlier because I listened to, uh, the Omnos project. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. And in one of their episodes, they do a sort of, you know, chattery outro segment, um, one host had never heard of Yellowstone. Um, John, who mm. grew up in Alaska and lives in Washington, had never even heard of. He was like, "Kevin Costner's doing a TV show," <laughs> and then uh, the other host, Ken Jennings, Jeopardy guy, had never heard of Last Kingdom. And oh. I'm like, those are both shows kind of made for slightly over middle-aged white guys and these two middle-aged white guys have never i mean one has heard of one one's watching one one's watching the other but like Mm -hmm. had never heard of these i'm like if you ever needed proof that 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 there is too much television being made (laughs) there's so much there 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 really is and as we as we are has been our theme today about talking about that with the things even our little niche genre is is overloaded with stuff um, i mean it happens that a lot of stuff launched all at the same time i'm like i know these are different studios but would have been nice if if this was spread out like did yeah. orville have to start like right in the middle of strange new worlds yeah i uh, i i think anyway. uh what, what's weird about this is that these are all kind of launching in summertime and that's been always historically not a great time to launch series sure but i think i mean Without the clock, without the without network the clock, broadcast, yeah. uh, you know, restriction, like people yeah. watch stuff whenever. And so I think th- some of those. Um, um, yeah, they're, 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 but there's like, just like less there's less nighttime. Right. I guess in general for there's more daylight for people to be out and about. And not right. Right. I'm sure that people are watching less TV, but without the schedule to force people to watch, mm-hmm. people can watch whatever. So I think mm-hmm. some of that uh, conventional wisdom is. Yeah, is not becoming as a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. All right, we got lots of stuff anyway, next week to watch. Yeah, we're we're going long here, so I, I'm going to be yeah. now that I've caught up on a lot of things. My last bit is to finish Arcane and Dota season two. Uh, I'm hmm. going to finish those out this week, um, and I'm I've been putting off the Last Kingdom because I love that series so much, and I want I will not put that on the side. I I must sit and actually watch that one. You know, sure. Face. So give it. Give it full attention. Give sure. it full attention. Yeah. So, so that, and it's the last season, there's going to be a movie, but it's the last season. 
So I, I've got to make sure mm. that I that I spend time on that one. Um, hopefully, I'll, I'll get that to this week. But I'm going to make sure I wrap up these other loose ends um, and keep up with stuff this week. So sure. Oh, also, um, Jurassic Park comes out this weekend. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Not that not that cool. it's going to be like artwork or some crazy stuff. But, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Right, right. All right. You've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 249. Thanks, as always, to our friends at LRM Online. You can check them out. They have reviews on all things. Our buddy Fox over there. If you want to reach out to us via email for questions, comments, suggestions, just a chat, you can do that. Our email address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com. We often have show notes when relevant. Um, you know, I keep saying I'm going to update that movie list, and I hmm. maybe someday I will. Don't you have don't you have super secret plans for that movie list? Um, not not really. Um, oh, I thought, thought you had sent me a message about some super secret plans. To review oh, those. that's just that's just tracking on streaming, so we so I can let the listeners know where to find. Like for example, our next week movie. Field of Dreams, almost mm. forgot already. Um, <laughs> Field of Dreams is on Amazon Prime, so people can know. Yeah, that's to, a that's a thing you and I use, to... Dennis. Is uh, justwatch.com is a is a site that that's, we're not yeah. paid by them or anything, but that's we no, no. It's just the, the quickest way to find what services something is on, and if you can find it, you know, yeah. Pl- Plex, the, Plex. If you, you use Plex, it does that the... nowadays. The new their new search is pretty good about that. True, true. Connect all your services anyway. Yeah. Um, if you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on the podcast. You can choice while you're there. If you leave us a review, we always appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.